Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey everybody, in this episode of the GH Report, Andre makes it back to Port Charles, Julian just wants to sell his bar, and is Kim starting to fall for fru? We're going to break it all down next. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Oh, 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 check it out, running slow low on the GH Report on a Sunday afternoon. Hey everybody, welcome to the GH Report right here on AfterBuzz TV. That's right, I am flying solo this Sunday night as Carla is off gallivanting around in Toronto for the Toronto International Film Festival. So make sure you're following her on her social media platforms there to find out all the good stuff that she's seeing. She's writing film reviews. She's going to be interviewing some celebrities and just generally having a great time up there. So uh, she'll be back here next week, though. She can uh, tell us in person all the cool stuff that she got to do. But in the meantime, it's going to be me. Your boy, right here, breaking down everything that's happening there in Port Charles. So, as always, like us on Facebook. Give us those five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to the YouTube channel and hop in the chat. Folks, thanks for your patience. I know you've been in the chat kind of clamoring away, worrying, hey, is the show even happening tonight? And it is. We just had a few technical issues to work out. And the reason for that is is, uh, we're going to break down the show, but not just going to be me talking to you folks going to open up the phone lines and give you folks a chance to chime in and share your thoughts as well. It's been a while since we've opened up the phone lines and I figured, hey, if I'm flying solo, why don't we have a chance to actually just talk amongst ourselves, give you folks a chance to uh, in person or audibly, 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 whatever, one of those words. Tell me about what you're thinking about how the show is right now, what storylines you're loving, what storylines you're hating, which characters are you tired of, which characters you wish you could get more of. So, uh, we'll start breaking down the show, though. We'll do a little news and gossip at the end of it as well, too, as uh, things are ha- shaking up here. But we'll uh, kick it off with, I, I guess, a storyline that seems to be kind of top of mind right now, and that is the whole memory transfer. We've got Franco now with Drew's memories, and is he uh, is he going to stick around in Port Charles once he gets that ankle monitor off? Is he heading out of town? Can he make those connections with Kim, somebody that he had a relationship with when he had when he was Drew? Uh, and it seems like Kim is starting to kind of fall a little bit more for what uh, Fru is telling her. And, I, you know, gotta, I can imagine what Kim is, you know, logically she understands. And Carla and I talked a little bit about this last week, is that this is indeed Franco Baldwin with the memories of Drew uh, Drew Kane laid in on top of him. The Drew Kane that knew Kim before he went off to go uh, overseas back in the military. Uh, so she logically knows this, and it is one thing to, you know, as a rational person, understand that you know this is not this is a totally biologically different person. Uh, and yet, the more that Fru will talk to Kim and share these feelings, share these uh, th- uh, these thoughts, share these memories with Kim about that time when they you know were so connected, that it is getting harder for Kim to to, to completely stick to that kind of rational train of thought. So we do see them hanging out at Oscar's Meadow, 
having an in-depth discussion, which then leads up to a little bit of smooching there. And uh, Kim is definitely wrestling with this. And I do not think that just getting away to New York is going to be the thing that solves their problems. In fact, she even lets uh, Alexis know that it's like, oh, yeah, you know, I, I know we were rushing to get this sale. Charlie's done so that we could head out to New York. But, you know, if it, it takes as long as it takes, nah, that's fine, too. So I feel like people are uh, certainly uh, Alexis seems a little like, wait, what's going on here? And I feel like Julian is I, th- I think he's starting to pick up that there's more to this than meets the eye. Yeah, I, we get that nice awkward exchange in Charlie's between Franco and or Fru and and Julian. And I, I do like that. Fru uh, still wants to be civil, but not a huge fan of Julian because he's with his uh, the woman that he loves. So, you know, he, he uh, if he knew that he had to like that, him telling Julian that, and I know this is your bar, there's no way I would have came in here for, for a drink. So, yeah, what am I, I don't even know what I'm doing here. So it'll be interesting to see where that storyline takes it. Whether, you know, we've already got the psychic saying that Julian's not going to be leaving town. Uh, it, I, I would still, even if he's not leaving town, I still would like to see the, the sale happen, though. And for Olivia to have Charlie's just because I, I want her to have that pizza oven that she's been so longing to have and uh, see if this this pizza that she keeps on talking about that day. She's like, hey, if I could just get this pizza oven, man, I'd be making delicious pizzas. Are they really that good? We're going to find out. We'll see what happens. Uh, but, folks, why I, I teased you with the thoughts of phone calls and, you know, and now it's time to deliver. So we're open to the phone lines here. Phone number is 424 8302. Josh is going to put it up there in the chat as well, too. Again, 424-354-8302. Your direct line to a good time. So uh, give me a call. Share your thoughts about GH. We'll wrap for a minute. It'll be great. I'll definitely be on standby and get you the uh, callers in front. Oh, Josh, look at this. Look at the hear those dulcet tones of Josh. Come on. Uh, and trust me, he looks even better than he sounds. Seriously. Why, as thank you. <laughs> uh, so the other big storyline that we've got going on there too is well, I don't know if it's necessarily a big storyline but uh, the one storyline that's really kind of bugging me right now so I'll say it's big to me is everything that's going on with Drew uh, uh, Dev and what's going to be happening with uh, you know is Sonny now going to adopt him and uh, hey I, I could cut out uh, Mike's cousin and and basically eliminate the middleman by adopting Dev and have him officially become a part of the Corinthos family thinking that that might be a way to kind of make things a little easier and Carly understandably is like do we really want to involve bring this guy close into our family I mean how much do we really know about him and Sonny is basically just going on the fact that he helped him when he was in Turkey and both him as well as Dante and he's really latching on to those two things and you know, I understand wanting wanting to help out somebody, but boy, uh, Sonny is going into the deep end in this. And certainly Dev, I don't know. The character's not doing much for me. And, you know, I'll, it's constantly looking to cut corners, cut school, just wanted to get involved more in the Sonny's organization. There's not much about this character that I really like that I have zero interest in Sonny actually making this happen. So, uh, for me, he could uh, he could send Dev packing, and I'd be absolutely fine with that. Because, like uh, Carla and I talked to last week, is I don't know, like in, in a year from now, two years from now, is Dev a character that I want to see more interwoven into this show? For me, no. 
I have not seen anything out of this character yet. <clears throat> Excuse me. That makes me want to see more of him. And you know, now that uh, you know he's getting a little more involved in, in the, the teen scene there with Jocelyn and and Cam, uh, you know, I don't know. I his dynamic isn't really doing much of anything. And maybe if Car- what Carla said is right, is that he's running some uh, hidden agenda. Maybe that'll make it more interesting whenever that gets uh, gets stripped out. But I don't have any interest in seeing this going on for a couple of years with the constant threat of. Will Dev's uh, secret be exposed? Is this the thing that could bring down Sonny? I mean, if you look like as somebody like Al Capone, wasn't for all the uh, yeah, it was uh, tax evasion that ended up being the thing that brought him down. So, is this are they trying to do something like this, where uh, for all of Sonny's various misdeeds that he's done throughout his time as the uh, the mob kingpin of Port Charles, is it this whole thing with Dev is the thing that kind of brings him down? And do you want to see Sonny brought down? People have their various different opinions on Sonny. Uh, perhaps the show focus is too heavy on that character. Him, Carly, Jason, yeah, that Sonny can do no wrong. It, you know, So for them, seeing Sonny kind of uh, brought down would be interesting. Uh, you know, Sonny, Sonny's fine. I don't know if I need to see him off the show, but I, I, for me, I've always been a fan of uh, a little bit more of a, uh, a focus on so many different families and characters than just so mob related. And, you know, we've, I feel like the show's gotten a little bit more pulled back from just being so mob related and given Sonny other storylines, stuff with Mike, now the stuff with Dev, whether you like it or not, at least it is something that is not directly mob related. So for me, you know, I, while I like seeing something, uh, a storyline for Sonny that is not directly mob related. Hey, Frank, sorry to interrupt. We got a caller on the line. Oh, Josh, that's great. I'll put the, I'll put the rest of my thought in. All right, caller, you're on air. Say hello. Hello. Oh, who? Uh, what's your name? Where are you calling from? Um, Jennifer Pierce from California. Jennifer, how are you? I'm fine. Oh, that's fantastic. Well, thanks for calling in. So, how are you enjoying the show currently? Uh, I like the show, but I am tired of the memory switching. I wish they would finish up the storyline it's getting old yeah uh, now are you liking the uh, the, the layer of Drew, uh, Franco having Drew's memories or uh, forget it just like get Franco back to being Franco and let's lose Drew's early memories I would like to do that because I, I think boy Kim and Frank uh, Elizabeth and Franco's relationship all right uh, now have you always been a uh, Elizabeth and Franco fan or did have they Basically, kind of war- you've warmed up to them. No, I've warmed up to them. All right. Uh, yeah, certainly, I feel like where they're at now, considering where they started, I, I would probably agree more with you that I do enjoy the relationship more than I did previously. Uh, so this is, you know, I mean, which I guess when there's no obstacles, you got to throw a monkey wrench in. So which I guess is what this storyline does. But uh, right. It, you're right. It has been drawn out for an extremely long amount of time. Uh now, of course, it's Drew's memories. So I will ask you, Jennifer, are you a fan of Drew Kane, just uh, you know, as Billy Miller played him? Yes, and I wish he didn't leave the show. I think he was a great actor. I enjoyed him, and I wish they would have given him more of a story. And so I really miss, you know, I'm going to miss him being there. So would you be satisfied that if uh, Billy Miller you know, decided he didn't want to re-up his contract, which is 
completely understandable. I mean, I would agree with you. The storylines have not been there for that character. Uh, but do you think the character is important enough that if they recast it, it is still wor- worth keeping that character on the canvas? I'm not sure about that. It, it would be hard to get used to somebody else. Some characters are just, you really like them so much that somebody else just doesn't fit, you know, the person. And sometimes it does, but in his case, I can't picture somebody else playing the part. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they could do a storyline where uh, in this plane crash, or uh, this plane did crash, wherever it happened to disappear, uh, he ends up having another facial reconstruction surgery to make him look like he originally did. And you can just have Steve Burton play both sides. <laughs> that would be an oh, enormous amount. That would amount. be odd, yes. <laughs> that would be an enormous amount of work for Steve Burton. I don't think you'd want to go for that. Yeah, I I can't pick. Well, they just look, I mean, there's, I, I like Steve Burton, but they're so different. There's just mannerisms about Billy that's so different. I just can't pick. I know they could probably do it, but I can't picture that. Yeah, I, I, doing I, that. I would agree with you. So, I so we asked about a storyline that you're tired of. What is the storyline you're absolutely loving right now? Oh boy! <laughs> oh boy! Oh, that's not good, Jennifer. Uh, <laughs> um. Well, I was really excited, even though I don't like the character of Shiloh. We all, you know, most of us can't stand him because he's a creep, the character. Um, that was kind of fun. I'm enjoying Robert and Mac, and I, they don't get much, but I love seeing, I've been watching this since the 80s, and I love watching my veteran people come in, and they're great actors, and so I enjoy it when they're on the canvas. You know, when you have Mac, Felicia, Robert, the old, you know, Anna, I, I love that. But they're not having much right now. So right now the storylines are kind of... I don't know, we've got Sasha, who's not the daughter, and then you've got Franco, you know what I'm saying. Yes. So. No, I, would agree. I guess my favorite would be, I guess, Mac, and, and which is very little of a storyline. But, but you will not hear me disagree with you there. I'm a huge uh, Mac fan, as well as uh, Robert Scorpio, so any opportunity to see them do more than just have Mac being behind the bar at uh, the floating rib works for me. So I'm glad to see him involved right. back in the police department, and... To see the right. Scorpio brothers get more scenes together, uh, I'm all for it. Yeah, yeah. So I'm a big fan. I've been there since the 80s. I'm 50, so I've been watching since I was a teenager. And uh, I miss, I mean, I watch reruns on YouTube of it because I love the old shows, <laughs> the old storylines. So. Oh, yeah, I have not so. done the YouTube well. I, I should uh, see so I can try to dig up some old episodes of GH. It's fun, yeah. Oh, you know, I will say John J. York, though, really uh, settled into that silver foxness. Uh, he's looking great. Yeah. Yeah, he, he, yeah, he's very fortunate, yes. <laughs> yes. He carries it well, yes. Uh, although I did, the, the scenes of uh, Felicia telling Mac, like, hey, I've been doing so many great things since you've been uh, involved back in the PCPD. So, you know, we've got uh, drag bingo night. We've got, uh, you know, single barrel whiskey tastings. The uh, Seeing Felicia really go in-depth into making the floating ribs some kind of really cool uh, eating and drinking establishment has been interesting to see. Yeah, I don't understand, though, why, um, you know, years ago they owned the Outback, and it was more, I don't want to say fancy, but it was a little nicer. Yes. So I don't understand why now they're kind of, I don't want to call it a dive, but you know what I'm saying? It's not as, uh, it's just not as nice as the Outback was. So I don't know. Uh, It's okay, but I, um, yeah, I like seeing her, and I, um, you know, it's fun. I'm enjoying it. So Awesome. Uh, Jennifer, I thank you so much for calling and being my first caller here on this Sunday. 
Thank you for taking Okay, we'll say hi to Carla. You guys are uh, a lot of fun to watch. Oh, you're too kind. I mean, it's all Carla. I just basically, you know, hold on for for your life. So, but thank you for uh, giving a call, and uh, she'll be back next week. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. bye-bye. Oh, look at that. Jennifer, what a treat it was talking to her. Uh, so yes, yeah, so the phone line's still open, folks. If you want to, you saw how simple it was. Jennifer called, we chatted for a little bit. That could be you. 424-354-8302. Any uh, going, I know you really want to call in. You know, Kelly from PEI, uh, hopefully the weather's treating you fine. I know that everything that's going on with the tropical storm. Uh, with Devin, uh, hopefully all is well there in PEI. But uh, yeah, call us. Let, let me know if you're doing okay. Uh, so folks, uh, you, you know, Jennifer did bring up the stuff with Shiloh. And we saw just a little bit of Shiloh this week, and it was interesting that it was a scene with Nell. And I am really curious to see what Nell's agenda is with Shiloh. Because, you know, we all know that uh, Shiloh's after what he thinks is his baby, but Nell knows, no, that's my baby. And I know what kind of creep Shiloh is. I've read his book. I've heard about him. I know what the, the real deal is with him. But he does have things that I want, and he does have enemies that I also have as well. So... The, when she says that she wants to be able to help him get back his ELQ shares as well as get back his baby, it's I I do like the idea of uh, Shiloh getting a con run on him yet again. Uh, he fell for it with Sam, and uh, it looks like he's going to fall for it again for Nell. For exactly what Nell's whole agenda is it seems unclear at this point, but uh, uh, I, I feel like it's got to end with Nell doing something to Shiloh. So, well, we'll see what that happens there. But I, uh, I, I even like that the Shiloh loved the way that Nell was working with that uh, worked the correctional officer that brought Sorry her back. Sorry to interrupt again, Frank. We got another caller on the line. Oh, Josh, never, never an interrupt, never any interrupting. Uh, folk, <laughs> there you go. All righty, caller, go ahead. Oh, I guess we just missed a call. Never mind. Oh, pardon me. Uh, <laughs> so, if the caller would like to call again, I would be on the line right now. Just get you through as soon as I can. Oh, that's all right. So yeah, I did. I like the way that Shiloh played. Uh, was really admired the way that Shiloh, that Nell worked that correctional officer. So uh, he was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, all right." I you know, uh, game uh, game recognized game in that respect there. So where this leads, and we still know that we've got uh, Brian there in 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 the prison there as well too. So where all three of these and how they kind of kind of orbit each other, I I'll be very curious to see. Who makes it out of Pentonville alive? So we've got that story kind of percolating there. Just enough this week to kind of tease us. But the other storyline that Jennifer mentioned real quickly there is Sasha. So we had for weeks, is Sasha going to live? Is she going to make it through this this avian flu that she'd been diagnosed with? And had already missed a 48-hour window for optimal uh, treatment. Had come and passed, so we didn't know if she was going to be alive. All right, and Caller is back. Oh, fantastic. Callers, hello, hello. Hello, but this is not the one that you lost. Oh, well, they, but we're welcome to have you. Who who are you and where are you calling from? My name is Melody May, and I'm calling from Seattle, Washington. Oh, my gosh, Melody. Thank you for calling in. Seattle, one of my favorite pie places in the entire world right there. Uh, oh, my gosh. That uh, place called Pie there in Fremont. Love it. Well, I'll have to go. Thank you you, you owe it to yourself. <laughs> yes, it's phenomenal. The, the, apple, the apple pie there, oh, top, top notch. So, uh, what storyline are you loving right now? What storyline is driving you crazy? I'm honestly a big Roger fan, and I love how he is showing a different side of Drew, only because I'm such a fan of the actor. Mm -hmm. I'm done with the storyline. I'm (laughs) beyond... 
tired. I love that they're trying to incorporate everybody, but they're trying to do an umbrella storyline in the wrong way rather than showing how this could affect everyone. They're kind of, I don't know how to explain it. They're, they're showing very centric to, okay, Elizabeth and, and how it's affecting Cameron and all of his family. But in the end, What's going to happen? Everybody's going to end up heartbroken. They're going to end up recasting Drew and with some new face, not Billy, who everybody really wants. They, they wanted Billy to have a meaty storyline. Instead, they're going to bring in some probably no name, make us try to fall and think that him, you know, he's this new Drew. Give him his old memories back. They're going to Andrew or Andre's going to come up with something to where Drew's going to get his old memories back. He's not going to lose his new memories. Franco's going to find but the thing I love. They're going to finally redeem Franco because Jason is going to finally say, thank you. You did this for Elizabeth. You did this for Cameron. Let's finally redeem him. Stop treating him like a punching bag. Do you and do you think that Jason can get to that point? Because it feels like they've written Jason where he is so just adamantly opposed to giving Franco any sort of benefit of the doubt. I think they have to if they're going to keep. Franco on canvas, I know that they have to have a bad guy. They have to have some kind of um, conflict, but they've been, they're beating a dead horse. It's how long can you have him upset about it? If anyone should be upset, it should be freaking Michael. Michael's Mm -hmm. the one who had to go to prison and deal with Franco, having somebody watch him and all of that. Jason needs to get over it and realize that he's there being more of a father to his child than he is. Now, if you point if, blank period, true. I mean, and, and certainly some Sam also had things that happened with her with Franco. If you felt that if Sam got to the point where she could uh, forgive Franco, get to that point of accepting him, do you think that Jason could then follow suit? Would that be the kind of linchpin that might help it? I think that both Michael and Sam, it's going to have to be a combination. Michael's going to have to go to him and be like, he saved Cameron. Cameron is important. Nobody else would have stepped up and done this. Like in the split second heat of the moment, his first instinct was, let me protect my stepson. And I think that if Sam goes, hey, Shiloh really was going to do something to me. Franco was going to make you think something happened to me. If we're going to be angry, let's be angry at the guy who had me up in a light tower on a table about to take advantage of me rather Mm -hmm. than the guy who turned the camera off and made you think something happened. Like, the anger needs to be appropriate for the situation. Michael needs to say, I'm done. I'm over it. It happened in the past. And Sam needs to go, hey, Shiloh's worse. And then Jason needs to shut up. Jason is a mob hitman <laughs> who has no morals unless it has to do with his personal life. And mm-hmm. it's like, can we stop the hypocrisy just for a moment and realize that Franco, now that they've redeemed him, they have done everything they possibly can to make him a better person. Jason needs to get over it. What I guess I agree with you in terms of saying Roger Howard giving him something to do, because I, I felt like Franco, the character of Franco, in this effort of redeeming him, they've also just not really had any exciting storylines for him. So uh, just for the actor, I am glad that he has a storyline. Although with you, I am, uh, you know, the sooner they can come to some kind of resolution on it, the better. I just hope that this leads to I, where Franco can go now. I, I would, I don't know where the storyline is. I just want to see something interesting with that character. I think they had to make him so vanilla to 
redeem him. They had to make him freaking Mr. Rogers sitting there, in, you know, doing the art therapy and helping Aiden and helping Cameron. They had to make him so blah for people to go, okay, now I don't see the evil. Now they have to rebuild him. They have to make him better. They have to make him strong. You know, like they yeah. have to create him rather than going, he was just this artist who came to town who had a brain tumor who was crazy and attacked everybody. Next, where's the evolution of the character? Mm -hmm. Like they're showing it, but they're not treating him that way. And it's frustrating. So now you mentioned Michael. So we've got Michael currently mm -hmm. in, a, in a romantic storyline with Sasha. Are you enjoying the two of them together? Or is that a storyline that you're like, eh, I can move on? I honestly liked it more than I thought I was going to. I think the actress that they brought in, when they had the original Nina, she looked like Nina. When she came on, she had the fire against Valentine. Like, I know who I am and what I brought here for. You can't treat me horribly. Like, she kind of stepped up to him a little bit. And I, I, I really don't want them to completely get Sasha, like, kill her off. Because Michael needs to realize that his body parts are not lethal. He should be able to date people. He should be able to fall in love and realize that his heart and his nether regions are not going to kill people. And that's what I think they're going to give him a complex. The poor man is never going to fall in love again. Every time he opens his heart, the woman lies to him or dies. Very true. And we've seen a little bit with uh, with Willow. There's people thinking like, oh, is there some kind of chemistry between Willow and Michael? Do you Would you rather see Willow with Michael or Sasha with Michael? I like... I really do like Willow with the cop simply because they're giving her some layers and a little bit of depth. They kind of brought, they did bring her on kind of annoying at first. And then she got thrown into this huge storyline being part of what Shiloh and DOD. I feel like once Sasha, once everything blows up, Michael's going to step back from Sasha. Once he finds out the truth, he's not going to completely cut her off, but he's going to probably step back. And in that time, Everything's going to happen with his son and Willow realizing that's not her son and them having like this connection over now you've actually lost a child. He didn't. Let's switch the, the grief Very and true. her dealing with that and and then, you know, play the, the triangle, play them, him going back and forth because he really loves Sasha, but she lied and he really likes Willow, but she's more of a friend and does he want to go there? Can I I need something with Michael that's more than doting over everybody yeah uh given how long sasha's lie has gone on i, I feel like and we, carla and I talked about this a few weeks ago the way that they've treated sasha though is that she you know she's stepped up she's not being devious and manipulative i mean other than just the the one lie that she's you know being uh going along with uh so when she does finally tell the truth that she says she's going to tell michael everything she knows whether he like you know something he, he may not like do you do you think the truth is so awful that Michael will step away from Sasha? I think it's going to be they're playing her with remorse, so it's going to be something where they're going to try to redeem it. I think it's going again. Michael's going to first go. I can't believe you lied to me. I, I, this is horrible. I told you, you know how I felt about people who lie and and all of that. And then I think again he's going to go step away from her and be like thinking about her all the time and they're going to do those cutaways where they're he's going to remember lying in bed and when they were on vacation and he's going to remember her smile and blah 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 and eventually he's going to once nina forgives her which i think will happen eventually i think that's going to open michael to go 
well, you know, you, you were trying to do something nice and she lost her child. And he'll rationalize it just like he rationalizes his dad. Yeah. Just like he rationalizes the stupid stuff Carly does. If he truly loves somebody, he'll rationalize it and, and go doodle doo like just with Sonny. You killed my dad. doodle doo <laughs> Doesn't <laughs> matter. That still uh, boggles me that, yeah, he did kill AJ. And, and Michael's like, hey, man, you're the greatest. You're the greatest, dad. Like, and can we talk about the fact nobody was like, hey, Jason, sorry, while you were gone, Sonny killed your brother. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. – I mean, I guess there was no love lost between the two of them at that point anyway. But still, nobody's really said like, oh, yeah, yeah, Sonny killed, J- Sonny killed AJ. Are you cool with that? Okay. Yeah. Not at all. <laughs> uh, Melody, it was a pleasure talking to you. Thank you for taking the time to call out uh, – call me here on this uh, this Sunday evening. I truly appreciate you guys answering. I listen any Sunday that I can. Ugh. I'm a true GH fan. I used to watch on my grandmother's knee when I was little. So I love hearing about it, talking about it, and I will be here this week and next. So thank you so much. Awesome. Love having you. And, uh, you know, boy, this has been so great with the phone calls. We're going to have to do it more often. So look forward to talking to you again. Absolutely. All right. Have a good night. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, so look at that. Uh, man, the phone calls have been great this evening. You know, I, I know it's uh, – we used to do a little, bit of, a little bit of the phone calls back in the early days of the GH Report. And then when Carla and I were doing it, we kind of shied away. But, boy, this has been fun getting a chance to talk to all of you folks. So, yeah, this might be something we'll have to do on a little bit more regular basis to hear your uh, – give you a chance to chime in and, you know, not just have me monopolize the mic or uh, or Carla. Give, uh, you know, plus, you know, give you folks a chance to talk to Carla. She's – Way more entertaining between the two of us. So uh, we've got the, those storylines here. We've also got uh, Andre Maddox. Of course, we talked a little bit about the memory storyline, which so far out of the two callers, I think that is a uh, as a good uh, kind of kind of uh, pulse reading of the fan base. It seems like nobody is really uh, super excited about this memory swap storyline. They're just looking forward to it ending, uh, and hopefully, this is at least the beginning of the end, where we've got Andre makes his way to poor Charles. After being attacked, and so now everybody's worried about, is Andre going to be okay? But more importantly, what's happened to Drew? And Sam uses her uh, connection there to find out what happened to the private jet that uh, Aurora has and, and finds out that, oh, what do you know? Drew has disappeared. So the plane is gone. Uh, Drew is gone. What that means for uh, for the character of Drew Kane, who knows? We know that Billy's left the show, but... Uh, yeah, you know, as we've talked with uh, Jennifer, there, it's I. I was very disappointed with what the material that they gave uh, Billy to do once he became, once he found out that he was no longer Jason Morgan, that he was really Drew Kane. Really bummed. There were some little bits uh, with Franco when they were trying to figure out their past that was kind of interesting, but uh, and then the Oscar death stuff was all right. I thought this stuff, if Billy had still been on canvas, would be interesting to meet this younger version of yourself that uh, has all these memories would have been kind of interesting. What's that like to meet a younger version of yourself and be able to actually talk to that person and compare and contrast the person that you were to the person that you are now when you don't have any of those uh, memories or emotional tethers to your past? I, I thought there was some interesting stuff there. But, you know, regardless, Billy decided not to renew his contract. So it made sense that they had to take that character off the canvas. So we're missing that kind of component in the storyline. Maybe that would make it a little bit more uh, interesting. And it would be cool to see uh, Billy and Drew have those scenes. Could be uh, a better storyline, but we have to play the uh, the cards that we're dealt with. So right now we've got Drew Kane off canvas, and I, while I've been disappointed with the lack of stuff that they've given him to do on the show, and the way that you know he just like 
him and, and Sam share a daughter, and we see very few scenes between the two of them. Uh, it's just, yeah, the way they, they he's, he was just kind of distanced from Sam during the course of uh, Jason and Sam getting more close. It's been disappointing. So I, I would like to see the character recast because I think there's things that could be done with that character. Uh, and maybe a little bit of time away, you give the character something else going on. He comes back with another agenda. Maybe that helps get him a little bit more uh, meteor storyline for him to come back to. I, I would like to see that character come back. He's got some interesting uh, connections with people in Port Charles, especially his relationship with Monica. I really do like that. And I never really thought they gave the chance for Jason and Drew to kind of connect on any sort of level. I mean, certainly they had Oscar's attempt at having them build this treehouse together. And everything that has happened with uh, the memory swapping and the flash drive, they've been, yeah, I mean, like civil to each other, but we've never really seen them become brotherly at all. And to have Jason, who had had this falling out with AJ, after he had the accident, he'd really kind of uh, became estranged from AJ, to see him in a brotherly fashion would be interesting, and we never really got to see any of those dynamics. So for those reasons, I would love to see uh, the character of Drew Kane come back into Port Charles with some cool stuff to do. Uh, now, another guy that's great to have back there in Port Charles has been Jax. I've been, in, uh, I've been enjoying Jax. And uh, it's been great to have him around on the canvas. And, I, and I've been excited that it looks like this is going to be a long stint for Ingo. Uh, at least everything that I've been reading, there isn't any indication that he's going to be wrapping up these storylines anytime soon. So I am down for having Ingo on the show. And I like the dynamic that uh, he has with Carly and Sonny. And I do, <laughs> and I, I do like the scene uh, that was just on Friday's episode where Jax is talking to Carly and Sonny over there at Kelly's. And we... Uh, you know, Jack's understandably concerned, and I did like that Carly supported uh, Jack's Jack's side of that argument. Was that you know, Sonny is now going to possibly adopt De- Dev, and Jack's like, wow, you know, it would have been nice to just give him a heads up about having a 16 year old uh, boy living with my daughter underneath the same roof. And not that he had to give the okay for this adoption, but I agreed with Jack's that it's like, yeah, just give me a heads up. I mean, what's the deal? And for Carly to step up and, and side with Jackson, that it's like, hey, yeah, yeah. I mean, just imagine if that was Christina and you found that uh, Alexis was bringing over a 16-year-old boy just kind of living under the same roof. Wouldn't you have some questions as well? And uh, Sonny's reaction is like, you know, can I say that you're right without saying that Jax is right on this? Uh, so I did like that whole scene. And I did like as Jax and Carly were talking, it just cuts to a shot of Sonny just shaking his face like this for – just like uh, the displeasure that he has in any sort of kind of uh, even interaction with Jax is, is always entertaining. So uh, for that, I like having Jax around to stir some stuff up. And whatever this, uh, whatever the storyline ends up developing into with Jax and Hayden trying to find this codicil to uh, Mikos's will and what this means for who the true Cassidine heir is going to be and – it is interesting that when people say, oh, well, you're talking about Spencer, of course, that Hayden is not confirming any of that at all. So whether this is what people have been speculating, that Nicholas is going to come back on the canvas, which would be really interesting to see, well, that would be cool. Again, as Carl and I talked about last week, what what Jax gets out of it, still don't understand because he's got zero zero love for the Castanine. So what does he care about You know, the rightful heir of the Castanine fortune? Getting uh, getting established, so 
I mean, I guess he could, you know, maybe in the, in the case of Spencer, uh, since he did have a relationship with Spencer's mom, maybe he does have that little soft spot. But I can't imagine that that would be enough because that for him to say like, yeah, yeah, let me get involved in this whole Cassidine kind of uh, machinations and family history. So we'll see what the storyline plays out. But uh, it is now cool to see Curtis get involved in the storyline as well, too. And the, that, that dynamic of Jax, Curtis, and Hayden over at Elizabeth's place while Hayden was trying to explain, like, yeah, this is going to be a really good thing to get Curtis involved in this. He's really good. And Jax saying, no, 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 no. But watching that, even Jax is wondering, like, all right, maybe I can work with Curtis because when Curtis calls out Hayden as well and says, like, you're not telling me stuff. I'm not going to get involved in this shady thing. Even, uh, even Jax is like, all right, yeah, maybe Curtis isn't like the the sleazy guy that I thought he was when I found out that he was uh, spying on me and working for Valentine when he's supposed to be running security for Aurora Publishing. So we'll see where those uh, those storylines go as well. Folks, we're getting ready to wrap up here. Man, the time has flown by, and I will say that uh, it has been fantastic getting a chance to talk with a few of you. So Jennifer Melody, thank you so much for taking the time to call in on this Sunday evening. Uh <laughs> There you go. Boy, what a way to end the show with a great sneeze. Well, frank, Thank way. you, Josh. That's that's true professionalism right there, just sneezing on camera. Nailed it. There you go. So, folks, thanks for joining me here for this episode of the GH Report. As always, like us on Facebook. Give us those five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. And thank you, everybody, for hopping in the chat. You know, there are so many shows that we do here at AfterBuzz, uh, not, not just the GH Report, but also shows on uh, BHL. Popcorn Talk Book Circle Online. So thank you for all you uh, for all of the shows that you watch on any of those platforms. And you're helping us become the ESPN or TV talk. So as always, get involved in the conversation, whether it's liking us on Facebook, subscribing to the YouTube channel, uh, giving us a five-star rating on iTunes, uh, and hopping in the chat, or taking the time on a Sunday afternoon to give me a call. So thanks for joining me, and if you want to stay in touch with me even after the show's off, off the air, follow me online at Twitter and Instagram at Happy Go Jackie. Folks, that's going to do it for this episode of the GH Report. We'll be back here next Sunday. Carla Renata, fresh from the Toronto International Film Festival, will be flying in to tell us all the cool people that you got to hobnob with. And, uh, you know, I'll just sit here and just, you know, have an enormous amount of envy. But until then, folks, keep watching GH, and I'll see you next Sunday right here on AfterBuzz TV. Take care. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal. 